today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. This has been one of the most uh, controversial subjects that Hamilton City Council has had to deal with in quite some time. And uh, it's got all the the elements, I guess, of, of intrigue here. Uh, a report that, uh, for one reason or another, never made it to uh, the council table. Uh, councilors didn't know about this. The public didn't know about this. It has to do with safety on the Red Hill. Now, we know, of course, that the uh, statistics for uh, collisions and for fatalities on the Red Hill are, well, significantly higher than they are even on the, the link uh, just up the hill from there. And uh, there's some people concerned about the design of the road. Uh, this report apparently uh, had some concerns about uh, the quality of the uh, the asphalt that was being used that may have actually contributed. We don't know that yet. So all these questions. And uh, council has decided that they are going to do something about this uh, in the way of an inquiry, but exactly what that inquiry is going to look like, who's actually going to be in charge of it, is probably going to be decided tomorrow at a special meeting of City Council. Uh, Stony Creek Council Brad Clark joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to uh, talk about what might happen. Brad, thanks so much for the time. Good to have you with us again today. My pleasure, Bill. Thank you. Uh, give us, listen, you obviously have heard and you're getting feedback from your residents. You're, you're right at the top of the hill there in, in the riding that you represent, uh, in the ward rather that you represent. What are you hearing from your residents? Um, they're, they're angry that the report was not made public. Uh, they don't understand why it was not made public. Um, they're obviously asking the same questions that many of us are, and is if that report had been made public, would it made a difference in terms of the number of accidents that have occurred along the road and the injuries, et cetera, uh, and fatalities for that matter. And, and we can only speculate on that, but um, they're wanting... Um, truly an independent investigation, completely arm's length from city council. And, well, I'm not sure where this is going to go, because if I, I talk to five or six out of your colleagues, Brad, I usually get five or six different responses and answers as to how they want to approach this. Now, I understand that part of the meeting tomorrow is going to be behind closed doors, in camera, in other words. Uh, is, is that to discuss the financial ramifications of this, or exactly what is on the agenda? I know you can't get into details about about what's going to be said, but the general idea, why go behind closed doors tomorrow? Uh, ostensibly because it is legitimately solicitor-client privileged information. So we have outside legal counsel providing advice um, to city council. Uh, that being said, and without getting into the substance of the report, I've read the report now three times, um, and it really does answer all of the questions that were laid out in my motion um, and it addresses different options of, of different types of investigations. And it, it reads very much like a dissertation or academic report in terms of what you can do. Um, and here are the different options. And then it provides some advice. And so from my perspective, and I've encouraged my colleagues, I don't see any reason for that report to, to go in camera. I don't see any reason why we can't have that discussion about that report in public because it does not prejudice the municipality in any way, shape, or form with any potential litigation down the road. Is there concern here about liability? Uh, there's always a concern from our city solicitor about potential liability um, and risk to the municipality. Um, to be fair to them, I mean, they look at the Municipal Act, they look at the reports that are coming before them, and they say, well, we could exempt this from going public because of this particular reason. And it is a legitimate uh, reason to go in camera as a list of client privilege. But the the council has the right and the discretion to waive that privilege when they, they so feel inclined. 
And as you know, Bill, we have done that in the past on yep. different issues. Yeah, uh, because you hear, and I certainly have heard, uh, the, the public outcry for this to be, you know, to wash the, your, your laundry here in the public. I mean, uh, because of, of the public nature of this right now, a lot of people are suggesting, and in some cases demanding, that as much of this, if not all of it, I guess, uh, should be held in open session. Yeah, and, and like I said, I, I, I read through the report the first time to be truly informed about it. By the time I got through it the third time, I was looking at it from the standpoint of, what is the reason why this is in camera? And and the only reason I could come up with was that it was legitimately, um, um, you know, solicitor-client privileged information. But we have the authority to waive that. And, and so if there's nothing in that report that is, is uh, risky to the municipality, I think given that there is a compelling public interest on the matter, and I think the public truly would learn a lot from the report, and, and it would be helpful if the discussion and the questions being asked to that solicitor were done in public, I think we should waive that privilege and we should allow that. So I've encouraged councillors to consider that and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Where do you draw the line here, Brad? There's some people here that just, you know, they, they want to witch hunt and they just say, who's responsible for this? You know, they're, they're you know, their head on a platter. And, uh, but at the same time, I, I don't know that anybody's looking to, to, to blame anybody or to target anybody here. But I mean, some questions about process have to be answered. I mean, you've been in public life for an awfully long time. Uh, it, I, I, has there been a, an example like this before where you found staff have withheld information that might have been germane to a discussion? Uh, in my entire public life, yes. I've experienced it before, but not on a matter like this where there was uh, public health and safety. Um, uh, th- this, this report really raised a concern about um, the friction of the road uh, and the number of accidents that were occurring. And so there should have been a follow-up report, and there should have been a discussion, and the council of the day, had they been provided this report, I have no doubt in my mind that they would have acted in some manner to improve um, the quality of the road. Um, And so that's the the real anger from the community, is knowing that that could have happened and didn't happen. Um, And and then we get into lots of other myriads uh, in in terms of questions. You know, we did learn that the Ministry of Transportation, they they did studies on the road and didn't inform the council or the city. And so I'd like to know why. I'd like to understand exactly what the minister was doing. Did the minister know about it? Um, And similar questions that we're asking ourselves, we should be asking of the ministry. And I think realistically, the only way to get to the bottom of it and rebuild the trust is to have those questions and answered asked in a public format, uh, and that's through judicial investigation. Well, I'm sure you've seen, uh, there's a, a video, I guess, from a couple of years ago, and Council Barula is quizzing some of the people on, on staff and being reassured, as, as you, all of the council was back in those days, Brad, that don't worry, that this just it doesn't just meet, it exceeds standards. There's nothing wrong here. And, uh, and if you try to follow timelines here, that's just around the time, if not short, shortly after, that information from this uh, contentious report was issued. And I figured somebody obviously didn't think it was it was relevant. I mean, uh, I, th- I think the word they used was inconclusive. Well, if you got one report that says everything's fine, another one that says we got some concerns, uh, I think council probably should have seen both of those and had, had that debate about what to do going forward. I agree 100% with you. That, that, that's our role. And, and w- you know, this is almost an, an existential crisis for the municipality because our role is to, to ensure um, uh, a, a healthy community, a safe community, 
all of the the different departments that that we administer as a, as a, and govern as as city councilors all of them have some in, impact on health and safety that's our role in the community and so to have this happen in such a demonstrative way where a report was withheld for unknown reasons again a part of the investigation um and 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 in the end uh, there were many accidents and there were lives lost uh, it really cuts to the heart of our role as a government and 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 i've heard from many people that that it's it's just broken their trust with municipal government and so we have to regain that trust and that means going beyond just the minimal this means going beyond what we can can in essence we don't really have to spend extra money we have to to go to the extreme to ensure that when questions are being asked of witnesses, people are hearing the answers and hearing the questions, um, and there's no filter. There's there's no, if you will, sanitation of the final report. Uh, and I think that's what the public is asking for. Yeah, the comparative I thought of is this was unfolding so weeks ago, and, and you could relate to this because you were the transportation minister for the province at the time, was on the other side of town on the 403 when there were a number of collisions, and there was a great concern at that time about public safety. Uh, and you addressed it. I mean, you didn't just say, well, you know, it's inconclusive. I mean, you reduced the speed limit. You couldn't really do a whole lot with the design of the road, but you acted on the, on the concerns and the information within the parameters that you could act in. Uh, which begs the question, why didn't staff allow this to go forward? Because maybe you could have done the same thing over here. And, and that's a perfect analogy, because in, in that example, there was a report that was provided to me as the minister uh, from ministry staff showing the number of collisions. Um, and it was right by the, 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 the lanes going to the 407 or going to the QEW. And, and, and there was just mass confusion, and, and cars were getting in accidents. And so we had to look at the overall design of the road and where we were directing the cars, and we found a very simple fix, and it was just the question of, of moving uh, an egress off to the right so that we could direct cars over to the Niagara abound much quicker. And, and, and the number of accidents after we made that change dropped precipitously. So it resolved it. So your point is bang on. If governors, um, whether it's provincial or municipal, if we get the information, we can act and we can make things better. If we don't get the information and if we bury that information, um, then we're at, at the risk of, of, of having more people hurt unnecessarily. Let me ask you about process, if I could, here, because uh, that's obviously one of the things you're going to be dealing with tomorrow. Uh, who's going to do the, uh, this this review, uh, whether it's going to be a, a judicial review, as some people are, are demanding? Uh, not all of your colleagues seem to be agreeing with that. Uh, the other concern that I've heard, Brad, I'd like you to address is uh, how, how, how hands-on should council be about this? I mean, should council be allowed to set the parameters for this? Uh, and who does the report come back to? Does it come back to council? Does it go back to staff? What's, what's going to happen here? Uh, well, it really depends on, on the option that, that council ultimately decides. Because uh, each one of the options, whether it's um, a, a judicial investigation, whether or not it's an ombudsman or an auditor general or some other form of out, outside external investigation, would have different uh, parameters and, 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 and different outcomes. And so ultimately, from my perspective, when you look at it, um, if you go with a judicial investigation where a retired judge does the investigation, uh, we provide to that retired judge the concerns that we have, in essence, many of the questions that I've released since Friday uh, that need answers, 
and they do the investigation. Now, as they're going through the investigation, if something comes up and they, go, they have the right to go down another path so they can broaden the investigation as things unroll, uh, unfold, um, and there's no, no direct interference from the city council at all. Yeah, so in other words, you want to give them free reign. In other words, this is what yeah. we want to find out. You know, go turn over whatever rocks you need to do to find out exactly what's going on and why. And and you do it in a, in a manner that you're going through um, the court system as opposed to hiring an accounting firm or hiring an ombudsman or hiring an auditor general and directing them to investigate. The immediate challenge that you have there is, A, um, you've retained them. They now in, have a contract with the city for that matter. Um, but in all of the other instances, the, the outcomes of those investigations, so as they're asking questions, for my uh, research, the questions are asked uh, in a private setting, like the Auditor General. The Auditor General in the province in, interviews employees all the time. All of those interviews are conducted in private, and they're confidential, and they, they remain confidential. They're not even FOIable. Um, and then they write a report. Now, they may take snippets of the comments out and quote people, but at the end of the day, it still remains to, uh, as a confidential interview. I don't think the public wants that. I think the public wants to actually see the questions being asked and hear the answer and make up their own mind as opposed to having it fed to, to them through an outside source. Yeah, I mean, it's it's akin to the to the Mueller report down in the states, you know, where the, it doesn't actually go to the public; it goes to to the uh, attorney general, and they can decide exactly what they're going to release. Uh, and and there was some concern initially, I think, up here. And now there's no national security issues about the Red Hill, but there are safety issues about the Red Hill that do impact each and every one of us. I guess anybody who's even thinking about driving on that road. So I, it, it would make all kinds of sense to simply have that entire report released to the public and let us uh, uh, ascertain exactly you know what's going on and why and make our own judgments. And I don't want to mislead anyone. All of the reports would be released to the public. All of the reports would would um, uh, naturally prompt some discussion by council. Um, how the reports are developed is is uniquely different, and and that that's my point. And. I really believe that, that we have to go beyond um, the bare minimums to, to ensure that the public trust is there. And, and I think that, that there's only one option available for us to do that. And it will cost us, um, but I think it's well worth it. Well, let me ask you about that, because some of your council colleagues uh, seem to be a little skittish about the cost and saying, well, the judicial review might be the most expensive, and I'm not sure we want to spend that. Is, is money a factor for you? For me, I don't think it is. Uh, uh, the, the, the prime factor to, for me is getting to the bottom of it and rebuilding the trust with the community. And, and I think that's uh, what we need to go in under that understanding. Uh, judicial investigation, I would, I would dare say that a minimum cost, and I've said this from the very beginning, uh, would be at least a million dollars and maybe more. Um, but we, we have the money available to us from the surplus uh, at the end of the year uh, when we do our, our final financing uh, we have uh, funds available in, in stabilization uh, reserves. It, it's not a question of upping the taxes to do it. Uh, so I, I, I don't think the money should be an issue. And, and I think it's unfair for people to compare um, the SARS public inquiry or the Walkerton public inquiry to, to a judicial investigation on such a small uh, matter as what we're looking at here. Um, yeah, they spent many, many millions of dollars on the Walkerton inquiry, but it was a much broader uh, issue 
of public interest across the entire province. Yeah, and there were there were procedural issues, et cetera, about government decisions and everything else. Absolutely. This, this is this is much more microscopic. I understand that, but I, I I was concerned by some of the comments from some of your colleagues that that, that price was a factor. And uh, but this is public safety, and and I'm not suggesting the council should spend whatever they want, whenever they want, on on whatever projects they want. But this one this one's got a, I think a special significance to it, simply because of the uh, the outcry that we've heard over the last number of months. Yeah, and and the projected prices and the um, um, caveats from some folks that this could really cost the municipality a great deal of money, uh, that doesn't um, detract me from the primary goal, which is to rebuild the trust in the community and to have an open, transparent, and accountable process where people can truly understand what's going on. If we provide advice to someone to go out and interview expert witness and witnesses and employees and they conduct that in- interview in private and then they come up with a report and they release the report i don't think that we're going to rebuild the trust i think there will still be people who are questioning the outcome and questioning what was said how were the the questions asked and and i i think in this case um although it's an unusual situation for a municipality to request a judicial investigation i think we have um a compelling public interest to do so. Uh, are we sure that this is going to be resolved tomorrow? At least the direction is going to be resolved, and 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 maybe even some of the finer details about exactly who is going to do this, or, or or which doors they're going to knock on to do this. I don't think you can actually appoint if it's going to be a judicial review. I, I don't anticipate you're going to appoint anybody tomorrow, but you'd at least give direction to council and to staff rather as to as to exactly how you want to see this proceed. Uh, the reason I'm asking, uh, without trying to be flippant here, is council does have a propensity sometimes for kicking things down the road. I, I don't think you can do that with this issue. I can tell you that the sun will come up tomorrow. I can't tell you whether or not we will have a decision. <laughs> that may be the best I'm going to get out of you, given some of the track records of some of your colleagues. I, I have to be completely frank, because I honestly don't know where the council will end up. Each councillor has to wrestle with their own uh, conscience. They have to wrestle with the information and come to a, a decision in terms of what is best for the city. And I respect all of them in the work that they do, and I respect all of them in the decision that they will make. At the end of the day, it's the right to make that decision. Um, I will argue um, my position and, and vote accordingly, and, and whatever happens, happens. Brad, thanks so much for the time today. I always appreciate it. We'll uh, lo- watch with great interest tomorrow and see what happens at City Hall. Appreciate Thank the time today. Thank you, sir. Brad Clark, uh, Stony Creek Councilor, of course. Big day at Hamilton City Hall tomorrow as they uh, discuss discuss rather and, and go back and forth on on. Uh, what has become a very, very contentious issue. And hopefully we can get some clarity on that tomorrow. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.